This is the K-Popcast, a podcast which provides song recommendations, reviews, and deconstructions within K-Pop. I'm joined by my recurring show host. It's Bay Area K-Pop B-Boy here in the building. It's Supermatic. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? Thank you so much for having me, Peter, as always. And of course, likewise, I am joined here by my amazing show host, DJ Peter Lowe. How are you doing, Peter? I'm doing pretty well. Um... I have a uh, slight sore throat, I think, so that's why my voice is just a little low. <laughs> what is on today's episode, Supermatic? We are going to be talking about our giveaway once again. We've got some more top picks coming at you. Those actually go hand in hand. <laughs> and we'll be taking a look at the latest from Card. That's right. So what are we giving away for our listeners who are tuning in? Who missed last week? <laughs> so last week, none other than Minzy came out with her solo debut album which is work oh one uno and we are doing a giveaway for that very album and if you want to win that album what do you have to do those of you out there who are listening to us the k-pop cast is asking you for some help feel free to submit a comment to us that most inspires us via our facebook twitter or comment by may 2nd what we are looking for is suggestions for a name for our segment where we do our top picks so far we've been calling it cream of the k-pop yeah we're not gonna do that (laughs) yeah so those of you out there please uh, throw your suggestions at us on what you think would be a better fit for that segment and if we end up picking your suggestion as the winner you will be the lucky recipient of minzy's album that's right and that's by may 2nd that will in that deadline we've already gotten quite a few uh good contributions i think yes. at this point so we just want to provide that cutoff date uh mm-hmm. if you've got something that you've been thinking about just send it our way okay so let's go into our top picks for this week sure uh you want to go ahead and start it off peter yeah so i hope it's not a mistake to do this like i'm not sure if they're going to do a music video on this song <laughs> but it's i use jam jam and mm. You know, that's my jam, burn it up. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to BAP. Yeah. So there's been a lot of intelligent things said about IU and her last title track, uh, Palette. Mm -hmm. It's all worth checking out. I just didn't really get in the groove of Palette. Jam Jam has been my jam (laughs) in in terms of, you know, what I like listening to. Mm -hmm. It, It starts off very light and it builds on itself slowly. It's sort of light, groovy. And by the third chorus, it's got a stronger, more pronounced, groovy synth pop. And it reminds me of a lot of stuff that we hear from the uh, K-Indie, K-Pop music producers, Smells, uh, maybe Klazikwai, uh, Neon Bunny. So if that's all of your flavor, you will definitely like I use Jam Jam. And I just love the layering of her different vocal styles in the mix. It gets more and more layered toward the end. And there's a bit of fun sounds they throw into it, like the sounds of the lid being screwed mm. on. Um, is this nudge nudge? Is this wink wink? Is this <laughs> a sexy foreplay song? A very well So it's I use Jam Jam. Check it out. If you saw the trailer, there's a jam sandwich chasing IU and it <laughs> must be a really religious zealous fan of IU. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, they actually put out a, a teaser for it, but then so far, no actual music video. I'm with you, Peter. I'm hoping they do release a video for it because it's interesting. That's right. So, what was your top pick for this week, Supermatic? Right, so, my first top pick this week is interesting. I, I don't know how I came up upon it, but I just did. So it's by a guy by the name of Zhang Han Biul, his American name being Jason. Some of you out there might be familiar with him either formerly as a member of the group Led Apple, or oh, you yeah. might be more familiar with him as one of the English-speaking co-hosts of After School Club. Oh. He has decided to go ahead and come back into music, which is, of course, his first love and passion. He's got this new song out called Dumb Love, and the song itself was amazing enough when I heard it. I did not realize there actually was a music video for it because it popped up when I put on a random k-pop playlist a few nights uh-huh. ago and then it went from the song to the mv the music video is admittedly kind of dumb and in some parts a little unsettling but, but we like dumb here yes K-pop but cast. at the same time it was like it was one of those entertaining funny makes you laugh kind of dumb videos so good job on that one but the song itself is the, the audio and the vocals part of it is just what i'm really harping on because it's this interesting style in terms of comparing it to what you usually expect from k-pop because i'm inclined to agree with a lot of the comments i saw about it which is that it sounds kind of like 2012 2013 american pop elements because it starts off kind of more up-tempo with han Byul just like singing and he's got repeated phrases like a movie a movie a movie and then it builds up to this chorus but then it drops into this like melodic breakdown and he's belting out these notes and it's an interesting like shift in the tone before it goes back to that up-tempo So it's an interesting blend of styles. It's definitely not necessarily your typical K-pop sound. Uh It's something different. So those of you who are looking for something different but still within the K-pop genre, definitely uh, recommend that. Check it out. Okay, so my next topic Mm -hmm. was a bit of a throwback. This came out last year in 2016, and it's by the musician known as Cheese. Cheese and Jam, Peter. I'm sensing a theme with you here. (laughs) It's just dumb coincidence. And and, and you pointed out earlier, Cheese's label is also, what was it? Magic Strawberry Sound. There you go. (laughs) And it's her song, How Do You Think? I found the song by accident, but what I love about it is that it's got a very, very light jazz influence Mm -hmm. uh, throughout it. If you actually pay attention to some of Cheese's other songs, they actually very directly confront that jazz jazz genre. You know, some songs taking on the popular titles of other uh, jazz standards Mm -hmm. and doing their own take. But this song has a very steady, very light influence from uh, French House. And it's got that sort of French house beat with a jazz groove and swing to it. Mm. it it's very light in that way, but I, I like it. The lyrics often ask the question, what do you think? And the questioning, which the caring partner asked throughout this, it looks like, you know, it's a relationship between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, mm. um, may actually wear out the recipient. Like, well, do you want to do this or this? Like, I don't know. 
<laughs> or it could be, and I, I this could be the other takeaway from the song. It's just pondering how other people ponder. Mm. So it's just you know these light musings, and it's a very light, happy song <laughs> in that way. And you know, it's got a surprisingly high production value in the music video with a lot of vibrant colors and film composition that one would come to expect from K-pop. So in addition to listening to the song, I also highly recommend watching the music video. Definitely. I'm, I'm with you there, Peter. I checked out the video myself not too long before we started this, and uh, yeah, it's a fun watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what was your final top pick, Supermatic? Well, this one I think we both agreed on as a collective uh, yeah, top pick. Right. The latest from the boys of Snooper with Snooper. Back Hug. Back Hug. <laughs> yep. That's like a fan thing to do, right? Mm hmm. Like, idols always give back hugs to, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> like to each other or to like other fellow idols. It's just, it's this thing. <laughs> The uh, fan services that we get yes. in K-pop. Why should people listen to this song? Where do I start? Audio-wise, it's a great upbeat, up-tempo, dancey track. I think it's definitely a, a step up from where Snooper was already with their last release, which was Platonic Love. Mm -hmm. And I loved Platonic Love. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was a bit on the lighter side, whereas this one with Backhug, I think the, the beats are a little heavier and like more strong, which I like, firstly, because it indicates like a stronger coming out, in a sense, from Snooper. Because... These guys are talented, but I feel like they don't really have the fans that they should yet. Uh, <laughs> what I like about this song is that it's got a sort of like 80s synth inspired mm -hmm. beat. It, you know, has a lot of the classic 80s instruments in terms of like, okay, here's the 80s classic synth sound. Yep. Uh, the electronic drum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then it changes and it, it evolves to, to that to become something a lot more contemporary. Yeah, definitely. And the chorus, it's got this really fun vocal effect that they keep playing in the background. So I love the instrumental for the song itself. And the dancing, it's on point. Mm -hmm. So Definitely going to see a lot of covers of that one. Listeners tuning in for the first time, Supermatic. What is Daybok or Not? So Daybok or Not is basically where we take a new release that just came out in the K-pop genre and we review it, give it a score overall of whether it's Daybok or not. That's right. And what are we taking a look at, Matt? So we are going to be taking a look at the latest from the amazing co-ed group known as Card, the amazing new co-ed group. <laughs> yep, from DSP. This is their third and final pre-release single called uh -huh. Rumor. 
-hmm. Their trilogy is complete, so after this one, they should be officially debuting. (laughs) It's funny. So Tamar Herman, she wrote a story today Mm -hmm. talking about like her musings and like, oh, this sort of changes, you know, what it means to debut (laughs) K-pop group. And now, like, whenever a K-pop group debuts, I'm putting it in air quotes (laughs) for debut. Debut for right. like Luna for Card. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're already public with all these different things. So is it really a debut? <laughs> right. It's more of an evolution. Mm-hmm. It's more of an iteration of a group, in my opinion. Well, I'm inclined to agree with that. <laughs> That's it. It's Card. So, LG has a notable presence in the song. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Kind of interesting the timing of it all, too, because Card, not too long ago, they announced their fan meet tour. And then within a few days of them announcing that, LG announces that Card has been chosen as global ambassadors for their new LG smartphones. <laughs> Yeah, I can only hope that this is a calculated move from both LG and Card, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, so much of Card's audience is in international fans. Yep. International fans who may not quite honestly be buying their albums, where they're not getting a lot of their money or their revenue through those sources. They've got to monetize their brand in different ways. Yep. So I can only hope that they're getting a healthy cut. (laughs) from LG, quite frankly. Yeah, as they rightfully so should. And as LG, hopefully, as a brand, is capitalizing on this other pop sensation to, you know, move their corporate message forward. So mm-hmm. this is me with my like PR professional, tech PR <laughs> professional hat on. So I I, w- I think we can see more of this in K pop. Like I want I don't want to hear about K pop groups always being in debt. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is an appropriate way to not compromise too much on the artistic value or vision of the group and still bring something that's brand appropriate for LG as well as making money for the idols themselves in the process. Mm -hmm. This also was filmed in a very interesting way. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Those of you who happened to have not checked out the music video yet, pro tip Try not to watch it on your computer. <laughs> watch it on your smartphone if you it, have it, one. It just really, you cannot watch it on your computer. Yeah. Do not watch it on your TV. Do not watch it on your laptop mm-hmm. or even your tablet. Unless you've oh, got point. a very tall, <laughs> I, I forgot what the dimensions are exactly, but more of a vertical portrait style tablet. Mm-hmm. More of a narrower, taller tablet. Yeah. The way they shot this music video specifically was for the larger aspect ratio smartphones and to be watched like specifically in the verticals uh, orientation. Yeah, more of your phablet, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different experience. Yeah. And you look at the behind the scene music videos for the song, like they filmed everything mm-hmm. in that way. So everything was composed and designed to fit that aspect ratio. I watched it on TV first. <laughs> yeah. And I, as I was watching it on TV, yeah, I mean, you know, it's clipped off on the sides. But as I was watching it, I couldn't help but wonder, I was like, well, there's a lot of framing that feels like they cropped it 
in my opinion, when I was watching it. But you look at the behind the scenes, they weren't cropping anything. It was filmed that way. Yep. Um, and I say that it, maybe they were cropping some things because just given the nature of that aspect ratio, some scenes are better suited for that format of filmmaking than others. So there are scenes where they're all in a group dance together. Mm-hmm. But given that they're all on a horizon- horizontal <laughs> uh, floor, yeah, it's hard to fit them all in. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of dead space above them of the garage. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't quite work in those scenes where they're all together in a group. Or just scenes where you have a lot of dead space above the subject. But there are some scenes, like when I'm watching it on my phone, it's like wow like this is a very different way for consuming a k-pop music video in a way that i think actually really works well especially for the portraits yep for the individual members Mm -hmm. and what i loved about the teaser trailer for this song was that it had a frame a box frame for the music video itself also filmed in the same aspect ratio Mm -hmm. and it had a border just like as if one was holding a card Oh, like a yeah, car, like a playing card. Yeah. So that I thought was a very nice touch. And mm-hmm. if they had that border in the main music video, I think that honestly would have been better, even uh, if that border kept changing. Ooh, interesting point. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the aspect ratio? It was interesting because for me, like I was thinking about it because at first I was like a lot of people because <clears throat> one thing for me when it comes to just K-pop in general especially with a group like Card and uh, how talented they are, what you mentioned, I love watching the dances because one thing that Card is known for already is how they have these interesting point dances that they do to go with their songs. Right. So at first I was like, man, I hate this. Like I have to watch it on my phone only. I can't enjoy it on my computer. But then I kept on watching it on my phone. Kept on watching it. This is the generation. Yes. This is the mobile generation. Exactly. Like the computer desktop computers days are limited <laughs> the tv may be limited mm-hmm. this is the universe now it's through your phone yep exactly and i was thinking about it and i was like this is actually pretty smart uh, not just because of the fact that lg has card as their ambassadors but they're catering to quite possibly the majority of their audience like everyone these days is so on the go and just general multimedia consumption is through your smartphone yeah but i will say you need a good pair of headphones to really enjoy this. Ah, true. <laughs> it's not going to be, a, you're not going to have a good time if you just listen to it through the speakers of your yeah. phone. Yeah. Like he- try to have good headphones as well as watching the music video. Unless maybe you've got an LG phone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That said though, one of the other things that uh, I do agree with that, I've been seeing a lot of comments posted about online with this aspect ratio and people like watching it on their phones uh-huh. is that, it provides amazing visuals, as you said, yeah. in terms of shots of the individual members like by themselves. Yeah. And a lot of fans are really happy because they're like, now I can just watch the MV and just screenshot whatever I want from my wallpaper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's another funny, unanticipated right? benefit. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know, like, it's really interesting. And I can actually appreciate the step that they're taking here with how they made it specifically to be watched vertically on a smartphone. So... It's an interesting step in directions. It may not be for everybody, but as someone myself who does spend a lot of time on the go and on my phone as one of my main tools, I can appreciate it. I What I really appreciate is card breaking the paradigm, mm. changing the game. 
yeah. in a way that is truly disruptive. <laughs> For sure. Time will tell if this works, but I think it's thus far a passable uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't been too bad where it puts people off. I mean, are you seeing that feedback where it's like, oh, I can't watch this because of you know how it's shot? Funny enough, so far, like most of what I've been seeing is just a lot of people along the same train as I was where at first we might have been put off, but then when we appreciated or when we realized that we're supposed to watch this on our phones, people keep on watching it and then keep on watching it and then they end up appreciating it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the previous two releases that we've seen from Car, they've been loaded with quite a bit of symbolism, quite mm-hmm. a bit of imagery and metaphors that actually are trying to say something that go beyond the initial lyrics that tell a deeper story. Are we seeing that story? Are we seeing something happening of that nature in this music video? I'm inclined to say not so much. Yeah. And again, it's funny because part of uh, the reason why I say that is that one of my theories, or at least what I can guess in terms of why there's not much story and or deeper meaning in this uh, video compared to Card's previous two singles uh-huh. might have to do also with the fact that again the the framing oh the framing because <laughs> and maybe the corporate sponsorship yeah that too <laughs> maybe this is where it does hamper on the creative vision <laughs> yeah because with when you look at this music video it's fairly simple compared to Onana and then especially to Don't Recall. Because uh-huh. with Onana and Don't Recall, the, again, as you said, there was clearly imagery, symbolism. There's something going on there. With Rumor, honestly, for me, like as much as I try to watch and analyze, I like, guess there's something deeper going on. It just seemed more and more to me like a simpler K-pop music video where it's just shots of the members by themselves. Then you get them dancing together. You get these random scenes. Uh, for example, I pointed out earlier, towards the end of the video, random chair someone's walking in oh i'll just sit in it then sing <laughs> it's like I, in this big parking garage yes there's this chair in the middle <laughs> yes a random chair and they just did that because it was visually interesting on the phone i think mm-hmm. for the phone aspect ratio yes i don't know if i was like in an english lit class and i had like forced my bullshit answer for a grade like i might <laughs> say like oh well you know, the lyrics talk about, you know, this is what this rumor says and this person <laughs> says about this and the mobile phones are the heart of our central social lives. And, <laughs> you know, when we look at, you know, the the medium in which we communicate these rumors, it's through the phone <laughs> and through the phone, this aspect ratio that is filmed. So that's what this rumor of card is all about. Mind blow. <laughs> and that's the bullshit answer. So um, I, I really have no idea. In other words, it doesn't continue on the story from what we've seen from the last two singles. Or do you think it? Or do you think the lyrics actually do continue that? It's like, so Onana, what happened? What What were they saying? So in Onana, uh, from the female perspective, which is what Soman and G were singing about, is that they were tired of all the typical like uh, flat out scumbag guys That's trying right. to get at them and then and them being mistreated and then don't recall is like we were together we broke up but yes. that's actually not how it was i mm-hmm. don't want to get back together with you boy yep rumor is now like you've moved on to someone else mm-hmm. and i'm kind of jealous yep or i kind of want bad things to happen to you <laughs> if i'm reading yeah. the lyrics correctly it it's interesting because with don't recall which we actually did an entire episode on funny enough we discovered how for the male perspective which is j7bm it was kind of like the two sides or that duality within the same person and right. the, the side that won out in the end was the side that was like 
screw it, I'm done. Like I don't want to get back together with you, whatever. Whereas now with uh, with rumor, you look at it from both sides, and it seems like one of those things where because there's not that communication anymore, both sides are misinterpreting things because you get it from both the guys and the girls' perspectives. Where on both ends is like, oh, I heard you have someone new. What is this? You're over me already. So it's like it's interesting because it shows both sides suffering from the same uh, thought process. It's something that one can only get from a co-ed group. Yes. <laughs> We've said this in the past, and I feel like they still haven't done this, is that they need to play up that co-ed dynamic more so. Yes, in for sure. In the group point dances, they're all doing the same thing together. Mm-hmm. Any other K-pop group can do that. It's time to do more. We saw it in um, Oh Na Na, the girls kind of grind and twerk in front of their guys and guys <laughs> yeah. kind of suggestively lean back. Mm-hmm. We can see more stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be sexual in nature, but just something that shows them being very different from each other. Like the girls doing this thing and the guys doing this thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's still an opportunity there that uh, so far we can agree on. They're not really fully utilizing yet. <laughs> yeah, we will see if other co-ed groups <laughs> do this in the future. But for the most part, I would say that card is still changing the game for K-pop. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. So how about that beat boy? <laughs> is it a cha-cha beat boy? <laughs> uh, the instrumental is interesting. Uh-huh. It's similar enough to Don't Recall and Onana so that fans don't feel like entirely disconnected. But at the same time, they kind of... I, I want to cut them some slack and say that they were lightly experimenting with a slightly different sound. They threw in some light elements of like, well, Tropical Dance House, which they've kind of been on the... Tropical House Or Tropical hall. House Dance no, Hall. I, I'm not saying that I am more correct or more incorrect, <laughs> but I think a lot of people are, are actually struggling to define this mm-hmm. because it kind of, it takes that inspiration from several different genres. Yes. And it it's at that border for each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have also said reggaeton. Yes. And as a DJ, I learned to beat match to reggaeton <laughs> because reggaeton, like when I was learning back in the day, this was like, you know, 2006, 2007, like mm-hmm. all their beats are like, do, 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 all at the same tempo. Yeah. So it made perfect beat matching exercises <laughs> like as a as you would say i guess from that dj's perspective is that with reggaeton one of its uh one of its defining qualities is how it has a very steady indicative and defined sound and like beat style right well i mean it was almost comedic in terms of how they all had that same exact same percussion and, <laughs> and almost all exactly the same tempo <laughs> that's true <laughs> And they were all misogynistic. <laughs> uh, luckily, Card doesn't have that. So mm-hmm. it can't be reggaeton because it doesn't have misogyny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Not all reggaeton needs that. <laughs> I mean, do you th- think it succeeds for this genre of music? Well, I mean, I think it's definitely interesting. I mean, as you said, it's cool in general just to see groups, especially within the K-pop genre, for a group like Card and their music team to go with this kind of sound. Yeah. Because before, I don't know, I guess like, the past year or two we wouldn't necessarily hear as much of this kind of sound in the k-pop genre of music as we do nowadays right 
That's true. But I mean, like we, we've even, it's funny, I like local K-pop conventions. I've even given like lectures on like sub trends within K-pop. It's like, <gasps> oh, and this year, like this was the main universal, like, you know, outside of Korea, like in mm-hmm. Western top 40 and other parts of the world, this, you know, trance was on the rise and we started seeing K-pop emulating that in these different ways. So it could be that, you know, this is just the universal genre that we're seeing also outside of K-pop. So, I don't know if it's the only one to bring it to K-pop, but it, it's certainly one of the ones that we primarily think of. Mm-hmm. Is it different sure. enough from the previous songs? Does it have to be different? That's the thing. It's like I kind of find myself not exactly sure whether to agree or disagree entirely because on one hand, I like what I'm worried about mainly, like, uh, if I may just as purely a fan express some concern here is that this is already the third single from Card. Yeah. And like as we... Uh, pointed out earlier they technically haven't really like officially debuted yet this is all their pre-debut stage yeah but with it being their third single my worry is that rumor to me sound like it kind of seems to be indicative of just how formulaic or uh card sound is starting to become huh yeah like well one would might say that about exid right true and they're trying to break through that now i feel Mm -hmm. like and they're trying to appeal more to the Chinese mainlander and Taiwanese audience right now <laughs> uh, based off of their promotions, I mm-hmm. would say. But uh, when they were all uh, that up and down, ah, uh, yeah, variety, I liked it all. True. So did a lot of their fans, myself <laughs> so, included. <laughs> I mean, do you think day six needs to go beyond the rock genre, mm, for example? Good point. There's plenty of innovation, I think, within a subgenre. And I think this is different enough Mm. At least for me. For general K-pop fans, they may say, I've already heard the song from Card before. Mm. In the same way that Jack Johnson songs all sound the same. <laughs> I can see it from the fans' perspective in terms of like, this is their sound, so this is what Card is known for, so they should probably stick with it for now because it's what works. And I can respect that. But that's going to make it hard for them to change later. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I think what would be a good direction to take, or at least what they're starting i i hope to take steps in the right direction of is sticking with the same core sound but experimenting every now and then like maybe throwing in splashes of different things from here on out uh-huh like don't change too much from what made you but at the same time little by little uh slowly push that envelope or like break out of this current box you're in huh you remember when brown eyed girls went through like a 180 degree direction turn change oh yeah Right, they were like more like cute egg yo, mm-hmm. delicate flower, and then they went like hard and edgy, <laughs> uh, abracadabra. <laughs> yeah, and that that was genre defining. Yep. So I want to say, if they're gonna change, they can go all the way too. True. I mean, we we saw more recently with CLC. <laughs> That's another great example. <laughs> yes. So I think if Carl wants to do a different genre change, they can do it. And it would be interesting to see, too, because a co-ed group like this to go from what they currently are, it, it'll be interesting to see if they decide to go in any completely new directions. Yeah, but I will say, I think I get now why we see K-pop groups debuting with two songs mm. of different flavors, right? So Good when Blackpink had Boombaya and Whistle, mm-hmm. it gave them um, two different directions to evolve from. True. And based off of the reception of each, they can sort of narrow the next direction. Mm-hmm. And I think as we saw the two singles following their debut, it kind of 
edged toward the middle between. Oh, that's true. So Boom Bayal was a faster 128 beats per minute fast song, loud, you know, uh, big room house song. Yep. And Whistle was a slower hip hop song. And then the following two songs that we saw from them was Stay a Delicate Ballad, also along that slower tempo song. And then we also had Playing with Fire, Fire which is slower than Boom Bayal, but just a little faster than, than Whistle. So it was more narrowing in, and we'll see, based off of the reception of all those four, we might see a new change in the group as a whole based off of the biggest fan reaction. That's a very good point, Peter. So Card, <laughs> what's next? Yeah. So we've had K. Mm-hmm. What was the K? Uh, that was from Onana, where BM starts off saying, it's K. <laughs> it's K. So we're we're being generous here in, in terms of what the first word is but yeah so it's k mm-hmm. what was a the a was from their next single which was don't recall where at the beginning of the song right after the, the a couple of clicks or the first opening seconds of the song again you hear bm but he kind of whispers it and he goes a. <laughs> a, a. <laughs> oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. okay and then what's the r this one is interesting like i had to listen to it a couple of times because at the beginning of course i I think another part of Card's formula is having BM say or start the song off by saying something. And in this one, he goes, are you for real? But the R is honestly, it's kind of hard to hear at first. If you listen to it, it sounds a little pushed. Yeah. Honestly, all of this is kind of pushed, but I'm whatever. We'll give it to them. (laughs) So do you want the D? (laughs) You want that debut? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Give us that DV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's we are grown adults, for. I swear. <laughs> were, weren't there supposed to be hidden members in more of this? I think so. I mean, a, a lot of people online are like, okay, this is cool, but now give us the hidden version. <laughs> With the extra member, right? Yeah. like I, I do remember that when Card was first announced before they even debuted, uh, one of the things that was said about them is one part of their concept is that each of their pre-debut singles will have a hidden member on it. Yeah. But we don't see that so far from Rumor. And then even with their last track, Don't Recall, they didn't necessarily have a hidden member, but they had a hidden version, which was an entirely English version of Don't Recall. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they decided to... I think they're sort of backpedaling a little bit. Yeah. that That's what I was going to say. <laughs> on the concept as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well... Well, we're waiting for the D in <laughs> <laughs> the debut, mm-hmm. and uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be different. They've probably already put it into production, so it's probably too late to change that course, correct that ship now. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What do you think of the audio? In the audio being, and then the audio itself being what we thought as far as the song itself goes, the instrumental, the beat, and the vocals. Right. Like pretty much what whatever it is that your ears take in. <laughs> Got it. So what do you think of the audio for rumor, Card's Rumor? So, again, I mean, I alluded to it earlier. Initially, I was a little worried that it just sounded a little too formulaic at this point. But that being said, it's still enjoyable. Uh-huh. It's definitely got that signature Card sound and style. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's a nice shift from, or not necessarily so much a shift, but it's it's definitely memorable enough for me because one thing that we established with me is I definitely am a sucker for beats and or vocals that are catchy. And uh-huh. this one definitely was catchy to me after a while. It's got that interesting uh, with the backbeat, uh, 
the reggaeton ish backbeat with those basses the doo doo it's got that contrasting high part during the chorus it's like dun, wah, 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 wah. so that part gets stuck in your head uh it was enjoyable enough for me but it wasn't like distinctive enough to the point where it's like kind of embedded as much as don't recall and especially onana were like if i'm just gonna be straight up honest and put it out there Especially just audio-wise, I feel like this might be the weakest of the three singles so far. Oh, really? But that said, it's not a bad song to that degree. It's definitely enjoyable. It's one that I will go ahead and let play if it comes up. I might, It, it might stay as one of my go-tos. I'm not sure about that yet. But if I have to give it a score, I would probably give it just a slight slightly above a three like maybe a 3.2 3.25 yeah okay i'm just a little lower than you i'd give it a three i am mm. not going to actively seek to put this song on the on airplay mm. right i think their other two songs are better for that mm-hmm. for that same genre and they've been a little bit more of an earworm maybe it's only because they've been out longer yeah and i've had a chance to listen to them a few more times this song is good it delivers but it's um i've already forgotten the song just talking about it right now, <laughs> right? Until I hear it again, I like it. Mm-hmm. But it's not a must-play song. Okay. So it's a three for me. Okay. All right. So moving on to the concept. Mm-hmm. The concept for the K-pop cast can mean everything that wasn't the audio. So <laughs> what do you think of the you know the visuals? Everything that everything entailed with the aesthetic. So uh, what we thought of the theme, uh, maybe what the lyrics are trying to tell us. Um, what we thought of the music video itself, maybe even the platform in which it was delivered. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the concept, Supermatic? So the concept for me was uh, interesting. At first, I was inclined to just kind of give it more towards that middle ground of a three because, again, I wasn't sure how to receive the idea of the, the ratio and the framing at first. But the more I thought about it and the more I just kept on watching it on my phone... And as we talked about, I've just developed this appreciation for how, as you said, it's a shift in the paradigm for how we as fans consume K-pop. Like, this is an interesting uh, way to maybe try to start a new trend. And with that being said, good job again to Card and LG. This was a a smart and admittedly, at least to me, a bold play. Uh And that said, uh, it looks like so far it's for the most part being well received. Yeah. And the only thing I would say is that I might have given the concept a higher score just because me being a dancer, I'm a sucker for being able to appreciate the full visual. And I want the dance version of this song, I'll just say. (laughs) But that being said, for this particular music video and the concept, I was a little nicer. I gave it a 3.5 because I have that appreciation for how it changes with the framing. But that being said... I just wish we could have seen a little more creative direction in terms of storytelling. What was in it. Yes, and what was pretty much in the dance and in the song. Yeah, it's a solid three for me. As we said earlier, they could have done something cooler with uh, actually the box frame with the card. Mm -hmm. That was a concept. That was a cool aspect that was in the trailer that didn't carry over to the final version. Yeah. I think they could have done more to play off of its very unique feature. Mm -hmm. Um, If... They did do a lot of portraits, yeah, which looked so good, definitely. This. But they can do more, I think, that storytelling, which plays off of that aspect ratio mm-hmm. that only this aspect ratio can deliver. 
they shouldn't be doing the line point dance <laughs> with this format. Yeah. So that's why I have to give it a three. As you, as a K-pop b-boy dancer, how are you going to be learning the dance? Like, do you, are you going to hold up a phone? Like, <laughs> right. okay, everybody, look at this, and you're all going to try to copy <laughs> it? Or like, how do you do it? Right. I mean, that that would be a struggle, an interesting struggle. <laughs> okay. And that wasn't a rhetorical question. That was an honest question. How do you yeah. do it? <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, huh. Well, how do you guys usually do it? Uh, t- we wait for either the dance practice or the live performances, and we'll just learn off of that, whichever uh, one comes first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see. You can see it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Got it. Some insider knowledge here. <laughs> okay, so overall, taking everything that we've said into account, is this song Daybok or not? not? What do you think, Supermatic? Well, I mean, it's still a Daybok for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just glad that Card hasn't been one of those groups that severely let me down after getting me like so high off of their debut. Yeah, I'm just glad for the most part they're staying consistent, and at the same time, they're taking steps in ways that they experiment. Yeah. Even though this song is not as strong to me as their other two, it's still enjoyable enough. So that's why I'm still giving it a Daybok. I think it's Daybok as <laughs> well. Man, I, I, you and I were just like 100%, like not 100%, like you and I were both on the same page on this. We both <laughs> thought it was good. We both thought the new medium was a good effort. Yeah. And a really interesting concept. Mm-hmm. But the execution on it, was okay yeah it was satisfactory it was good in that way mm-hmm. so it's still daybok it's still something good mm-hmm. but not on the top 25 for 2017 for me <laughs> that's well card you can do it as we <laughs> said we we're looking we're rooting for this mm-hmm. co concept and there's a lot of stuff that they can that only they can do they haven't yet done mm-hmm. we're waiting for that d <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so how does it rate it i mean how would you rate this against their other songs i mean if it wasn't indicative already if i have to really put it in a tier this would be at the bottom then don't recall the onana pretty much it's kind of funny like for me from their debut to now it's kind of been a slight downhill progression but i mean that said still overall i love this group yeah they're still doing well again consistency so good job to them for that yeah I think um, Oh Na Na and Don't Recall are almost tied for me. Mm-hmm. I think I like Oh Na Na just a little bit more, but I like Oh Don't Recall for different reasons. Just mm. you know, for the concept that we dove into for, yes. the, for that episode, um, and, and that's a very different way for liking a song. So I like it for that. This one, um, it's fun if I'm watching something on the go. Yeah, that's I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. So it's probably third on on their and own card chart <laughs> yep okay so that's it for the k-pop cast for this week yep yep and what are we going to be taking a look at next week peter well it could be triple h Ooh. we'll see if they deliver mm-hmm. or it could be i use jam jam all right <laughs> i'm looking for an exit another excuse just to talk about that song <laughs> Um, and we'll be bringing in one of my personal friends uh, to talk about K-pop. And we'll just be doing the regular show format with her. So mm-hmm. another voice <laughs> on the show. Awesome. So Exciting stuff. Of these songs for next week, which of these should we do for a Daybok or not? It could be either of those or it could be one of the other many new releases that are coming out this week. <laughs> Let's put it to our listeners. For sure. What's the best way for them to get in touch with us? 
You can find us on Twitter. We have a Twitter account at the Kpopcast, T H E K P O P C A S T. And then we each have our own individual Twitter accounts as well. You can feel free to chat it up with us. I'm at Supermatic, S O U P E R M A T I C. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe, DJ P E T E R L O. And then, guys, also don't forget about our Minzy album giveaway. Yeah, we are looking for some help from you listeners out there. If you've got a great idea of a name for our Top Picks segment, feel free to submit it to our Twitter handles or any of our other social media. If we love your name suggestion enough, you will be the lucky winner of Minzy's album. That's right. So will it be Triple H, IU, or something else? We're waiting for your feedback. <laughs> yep, yep. Find out next time on, on the K-Pop, K-Pop Cast. Cast. <laughs>